0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The East Coast, West Coast, not so much. Given the heat wave that's going on in LA, doing the World Series right now. Come on, Danny but Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Scott Birch, and this, is, of course, this is the Clown Hour. And I also created a sports ball called The Clown Times. It's kind of spelled with K, And, of course, it's a podcast component of that. But you can check me out on the web at www.theclowntimes.net and you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, I have a little fun on it as usual. I have my top ten slash bottom three uh, NFL teams at the you know, at the week seven headed into week eight, of course. You can find me there, just type in the clown times in the search window up there left hand corner of Facebook, whether it's on your you, you, be on your phone or on your laptop. And again, that's Clown Spirit K folks. Anyway, um, you know, lots to talk about uh, tonight. Very ambitious show, got the NBA. Uh, season starting this, this past weekend uh, And it's still is in the embassy, If you will The 2017-2018 season The World Series kicked off last night um, You know, lots of thoughts there As well as What will be a big weekend In college football And finally uh, we wrap, We'll we we'll be wrapping up Week 7 of the NFL And look ahead a little bit To Week 8 So help me break, do, do that You know, he's here's my partner can't talk tonight for some reason, maybe because I'm cold. But anyway, y'all know I'm from the Yard slash HBCU sports sports blog, where he talks about all things HBCU sports. And Sleazy Radio, his show, Sleazy Radio, with the coach, every Tuesday night here on Blog Talk Radio, the one and only Mr. Dwayne Nash. I'm getting him on here. So, Dwayne, what's happening, brother?
2: Scott, what's the deal?
1: Uh, Ah, bye. <laughs> it's cold as hell here <laughs> in Cincinnati. You know I don't what know I how the think... weather is. I think. Yeah, go
2: ahead. I was going to say it's in the 50s here. And this is oh, okay. the reason why, one, I moved back from the Carolinas. It's not to say it doesn't get like this in the Carolinas, but it normally gets like this a little bit later in the year. Mm-hmm. So it's about, like I said before, it's in the 50s. This is where it starts to get a little bit cool and, and how I start to like it. 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s. That's why I'm comfortable. And that's the reason why I'm not joining my sister out west in San Diego. She wants me to come out there. I'll go visit, but I'm not staying out mm. there, man. I, I like cold weather. I like throwing all my tims. I like throwing all my puffy <laughs> coats, skull caps, man, sweaters. And you know, this is big man weather. Being a big man, you know, <laughs> the ladies start to look at me a little man. bit more, man. You know, I walk down the street, they, they start to get a little twinkle in their eye, like, ooh, ain't he cute? So, yeah, this is my time. I, I, I love this kind of weather. I love it.
1: <laughs> my man. My man. I hear you, bro. You know what? I'm a fall and spring guy myself. You know, ah. I, I don't, I, 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 like, I'm a guy who likes everything in moderation, which means I don't like the extremes. I don't like the cool. the too, where it's, uh, You know, I don't like when it gets too cold in winter. And I'm sure it's how the lightning gets too hot. I still think back to those traumatic summers of my childhood in North Carolina after we moved down from Brooklyn, New York, having the mowing oh. grass in, in, the, in July and August in North Carolina. And, uh. um, and during the summer, it's just during the day, mind you. And, and, and if you didn't mow the yard before 10 o'clock, your ass was grass because it yeah. would be so hot and oppressive. I mean, we, my, I mean shoot, shoot, my dad got us up, made sure he got me up, because I was responsible for the front yard. Mind you, it didn't have any trees. All the trees were in the backyard. That's what my brother did. He got so older. So he had. He was chilling. Me, I was baking in the front yard. That's probably why I went from being light skinned to dark skinned <laughs> so quick time <laughs> in my teenage years. But I, I digress. That, that's neither here nor there. Um, I'll tell you what, though, San Diego's nice, bro. It is. It is nice. It's. It is. It is. It is, it is, it is nice, and you know. And, hey, it's. It's all good out there. So it's.
2: That's what I hear. That's
1: what I hear. It, it, it's beautiful. It is beautiful out there. A little conservative, but it's. But nevertheless, it's, it's. It's very beautiful out there. And and uh and in uh, Los Angeles, they have the big heat wave of Southern California. So I think last night during the Dodgers yeah. game, uh, it was like over hundred de- over a hundred degrees. And uh, yeah, both teams were sweltering. Both pitchers were like pounds worth of sweat. <laughs> no, they probably, it was like a sauna out there. But you know, it was all good. But speaking of World Series, let's just speak of LA, let's just kick off to the World Series, and let's just work back work backwards a little bit. Talk about just recap this year's playoffs so far. I don't know about you, man, but it's been very exciting. I think you know, mm-hmm. very very unparticular. Like I insist that no one. Expected that my beloved New York Yankees to come out of nowhere the way they did, and just show yep. out. You know they they spanked Minnesota in, in the in, in the wildcard playing game, if you will, uh, came for 0-2 down against Cleveland, the defending AL champion Indians that is, and spanked them three three games in a row, and took Houston, a very good Houston team, to the limit, and mm-hmm. you know, they they got shut out for nothing in in the deciding game, but. You know what? This Yankee fan, I wrote a blog post about this earlier this week. This Yankee fan right here is hopeful for the future. It's very optimistic for the future. We're a, we're a year ahead of schedule, at least, and we did it without having to bring in overpriced free agents.
0: We did it without mm-hmm.
1: mortgaging the future of our farm system. Our farm system still one of mm-hmm. the best in the top three, um, and and we still and our guys are young. And we still have $75 to $100 million to play with in terms of payroll. We're chilling. That's what I'm trying to say. We're chilling for next season. Um, And same with Houston. Houston's chilling, too. I mean, we may see the makers of a next great rivalry potentially in the AL in terms of playoffs. Yeah. Because you got New York and Houston are both very young. They can both Mm -hmm. mash. they got excellent pitching staffs. And even Mm -hmm. though I'll give my Yankees a slight edge in the bullpen because we we had a lifestyle bullpen this past season. It was a surprise. But look for these two teams to not go... These two teams are not going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to rule the AL. Maybe Cleveland will be allowed in there too, but those two teams, Houston and New York, they're going to rule versus the AL in the next two to three years at least.
2: Yeah, and it was surprising how Houston did it because... Remember, when they first moved over to the AL, they had that yeah. that struggling season that first year. Then they made right. noise, I think it was about a year or two after that. And, and, and they came out from out of nowhere. People were like, oh, my God, who is this Houston team? Then they went back yeah. to what they once were. And then next thing you know, 2017, here we are. And, and, and they, were playing some of the best, they were playing some of the best baseball in major leagues this entire season. Um, Thankfully, I got a Mm. chance to see them when they came to Baltimore and and, and saw exactly what they were about. And um, at that point in time, I had them going to the World Series. And then next thing you Mm. know, Cleveland did what they did and and won, what, 23 straight? Yes, they did. Right. And and they just happened to get hot at that time in which you needed to get hot. So, you know, but the flip-flopper I can be. You know, especially after 182 games, I, I I had a change of heart. But I should have stuck with my original <laughs> thought, man, and and, and, and and stuck with Houston. But as the season – actually, before the season even started, there were four teams everyone – were or were, well, I was looking at most definitely to make it to the World Series. And two of those four, of course, made it. With Houston, Cleveland, Washington, and the Dodgers, it just happened to be, mm-hmm. unfortunately – you know, I picked, originally picked Washington and Houston, but, um, you know, Suicide City, as I like to call D.C. now, man, because we have the teams that are good enough to make the playoffs, but not right. good enough to make it to the, the the conference finals, man. And every time it, it doesn't happen, it, it's like, man, you, you got to get on Suicide Watch for the fan base because everybody gets on that ledge and everybody wants to just end it all and, and throw everything out, man, and, it just gets sad. So, to answer your first question, how was my playoffs? My playoffs weren't as great as yours because I'm a Braves fan and I'm living here in Suicide Man. City. Stop but yeah. it was, yeah, but it was fun to to, <laughs> to watch the, uh, the 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 Yankees do their thing, especially as young as they were. Actually, they had that great mix of talented young players with with uh, with Judge and, and and Doty and and and. Um, God, I can't Sanchez. remember the other young guys. Yes, Gary Sanchez. So to watch those guys with L S B, uh Matt Holliday, CC, mm. and all those uh, events that was the yeah. perfect that was the perfect marriage. And and, and and you know, I'm 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 hoping my brains can do the same thing, man, but it's it's they're about a couple of years away, especially when it comes to keeping players healthy. But we're not gonna talk about teams that don't make the playoffs. We're talking about the playoffs. So It was fun watching the the Yankees, and you know what? Fox and MLB was just so upset. They were just getting ready for, excuse my English, but a circle jerk. They were like, oh, my God, we got the Dodgers and the Yankees (laughs) in the World Series, only for that to fall flat, you know. But they they, they get a consolation prize by having the Dodgers and, and, and the Astros, two teams that have played extremely good baseball, and if you're a baseball fan, you're not upset about this World Series at all.
1: No, I mean to me, even though Cleveland had the best record in American League um, by just one game over Houston, I think Houston was the better the best team in the AL. I, I really mm-hmm. think they, that they are. Cleveland caught on; they caught fire in a huge way. Obviously, during the last like through the latter part of the regular season, it helped them get the home field advantage. But to me, Houston mm-hmm. was the most complete team, the top two from start to finish in American League. So. In essence, we're getting really truly getting the two best teams in my opinion in all baseball. Two hundred plus yeah. win teams. You don't see that too often, especially in the in wild card era. Um You really don't. But I will say this. Yeah, exactly. But I but I will say this. I mean I mean, you know, the, you know, the whole thing with Cleveland, I mean, they were a great story. You know, mm-hmm. like winning twenty three straight games. But you got to give up for Houston, and especially what they went through with Hurricane Harvey. This has to yeah. all the making of a, the perfect Hollywood story, you know. I mean, team, violence round community that was hit by – not just hit, just ravaged by Hurricane Harvey. And even though we would love to to have seen as fans, uh, and Cowboys fans are, you know, as well, a New York-L.A. series, like taking it back to the – the 1970s and 1960s and before that and the 80s all over again, early 80s, that is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it wasn't meant to be. I you, you mean, you know, you, they got the two best teams going at it. And, you know, I think that it will be great sell for fans and, and for Major League Baseball itself because you got the young guns going up against, well, two real young gun teams. I mean, Houston's younger than the Dodgers, obviously, but you got mm-hmm. the Dodgers who Who've been failing postseason at the postseason at the postseason, namely Clayton Kershaw, been failing mm-hmm. postseason at the postseason. Now he's healthy. Now the team is healthy. Now they're playing up to the potential, and those boys are just too good. They are just too good. They ran away with it in the NL from July. I mean, <laughs> since July yeah. they ran away with it, and you know you've seen what LA could do when they're fully healthy. I mean, Clayton Kershaw was lights out last night. Um, and you know, even though they got Rich Hill going tonight, even though they're down one nothing right now to Houston, um, you still one of the better pitchers. And they still have that that, that 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 great closer who was on my fantasy team in baseball before I fell off with injuries. <laughs> that's not a <the> good idea. <laughs> but the point is is that I mean you still truly see in LA what they can do when they're at their best. And speaking of your, well, I, I know you're Orioles, Sam, but since you live in D.C., your beloved uh, Nationals, they they just can't get right. They they do no. the same thing. they are this generation. There are this generation Atlanta Braves. They 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 win the division year after year after year, and no no postseason success to show for. Even though the Braves they win a World Series in the '90s, but mm-hmm. they. They won what 14, 15 straight titles, division titles, and have only one World Series win to show for it. That's that's, yeah. that's Washington, minus the World Series appearance, that is. So, uh um, And is. I don't know if they ever
2: get it. And that? neither do I. I was I was saying World <laughs> Series appearances. Let's not forget, you know, there were a couple of other appearances. We had the loss against Toronto, the loss oh, against. Right. Um, yeah. Minnesota and the loss against the Yankees. So we we had a couple of appearances. The thing is, and I and, I, and, and being here, being mm-hmm. being a Braves fan living in D.C., there was so much. It, it seemed like they were attempting to pattern themselves after the Braves team, anyway, of the nineties mm-hmm. in terms of. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I knew they were going to have a red, white, and blue color scheme. Is they here in D.C. But you know that the hat kind of looked similar, you know the unis kind of looked similar. They started to go ahead and try to build their pitching staff. I mean, everyone does it, but when you think about the Braves, that's what they had in terms of greatness in in the um, in 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 the in the nineties. The only thing that right. you know, and, and they were actually getting young talent out of their farm system as well, just like the Braves, yeah. and, and getting a great GM in Rizzo. The only thing is, man, ownership is getting in their way. It just happens to be a problem with DC Sports and ownership getting in the way. Yeah. Speak, you know, on, we it. Just Speak had, on it. You know, we just had Dusty Baker getting fired. You know, traditionally, yeah, I can't believe that. when you talk about DC Sports ownership, we, we, everyone thinks about Daniel Snyder and how he's been getting in the way for 20 years. We know that story. Uh, 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 actually, uh, Ted Leonsis, I don't know if he necessarily gets in the way of the the wizards and the caps, but he just happens to get either front office guys or coaches that just can't seem to get it together, and and, and they they get into the playoffs and then once they get there they become very in it, well uh, and and, and even, even with the, the all stars. Oh yeah, you know so it, it, it's 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 uh, Ted is it, Ted, but he's not as messy <laughs> as Daniel. And he's not yeah. most, definitely not as messy as the uh, the learners, who just for whatever reason can't seem to hold on to a manager. They have all these 90 win teams, and they this is the, the fourth manager that they've had in in, in six years. This is insane. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, and, and the way that they did Dusty, it was more of a situation. I guess they feel as though that the window is closing. And they feel as though that the window is only being propped up by Bryce, even though they do have a a plethora of other young talent. I still feel as though Mm -hmm. this team will be good even without Bryce. It just happens to be that he's the name that's associated with the organization. And if they can't keep Bryce for whatever reason, they feel as though they're they're not going to play well. So I'm guessing they're going to look for someone who Bryce likes in order to keep him here because, of course, this is his last year of his contract, but I also feel as though that the, the GM Rizzo will no longer be there at the end of this yeah. year because of the the amount of changes he had to go through with ownership, them not hiring Bud Black, who's over in Colorado right now, who he liked, yep. but the ownership didn't want to have because they didn't want to sign him to the amount of money that he wanted. Dusty came in for the cheap, and people felt as though that Dusty was going to go ahead and ask for more money. And they didn't want to pay him, so that's another reason why they feel as though they fired him. Wow! Did um, they own the Browns once upon a time? You know what? I don't know. And if they did, you I know what? They did. If they did, I I I understand, and and they're shooting themselves in the foot because my thing is it's is getting to a point where, like the Redskins, where you run through all these head coaches or or managers, and, and experienced guys are not going to want to come. Because they know if you don't get it done quickly, they're going to get rid of you. And young guys are kind of afraid to go because the, they don't think that they're going to be able to establish themselves. So who are you going to bring in? So it's going to be interesting to see who the learners bring in uh, for the 2017-2018 season and whether or not it works in keeping Bryce here. But um well, not about teams that are no yeah. longer in it. Um, like you said, who's pitching tonight? Because I thought I, I saw that Burlander. Rich Hill was and Burlander's um, going for, the, for, uh, I
1: was oh. for, Detroit, for Houston tonight. And uh, Rich Hill is going for
2: the Dodgers tonight as well. Uh, okay. Oh, you mean for the, um, for the Astros? Shows. Yes. Last yeah, I yeah, saw, yeah. it yeah, was Burland's 1-0 year, Houston? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, if, if actually, if Houston can steal this one, I didn't think they had it in them to win a close one at all during this series. But if they can steal Mm -hmm. this one versus Verlander in L.A., and then the next three are in Houston, I'm not going to say they're going to take all three, but it'll be very beneficial for them to take this one so they can go ahead Mm. and have that in their minds that if we take at least two, we should be fine at home.
1: You know what? But I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Washington for a minute because you touched on something before I head to my World Series prediction. Um, okay. I mean the thing is is I was reading about the back little bit of backstory. You know, Rizzo wanted Dusty Baker to come back. Dusty Baker was mm-hmm. the impression that he he being Rizzo and ownership wanted him back. Then the yeah. owner shot that bomb with him when they lost. I mean it wasn't. That I mean, people. I mean, they 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 treat us as if as, as if the Nationals flamed out in Game Seven. They were just outplayed by a better team in Chicago. I mean, if anyone uh-huh. watched that Game Seven when 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 that kid had that what the three one homer for Washington Taylor kid in the in the bottom of the what was it the third inning something like that to make a four to one and then uh-huh. Chicago did or Chicago always do they rallied and. I would second guess Dusty Baker bringing in Matt Scherzer as their as a reliever, and they the the Cubs just tattooed the hell out of Scherzer. Um, but even still, see Baker. I mean, you gotta remember. Folks forget the, the 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 manager they had like before Dusty Baker was was a flower clown. I think it was Matt Williams.
2: Matt Williams, yes sir.
1: clown. I mean, he just he just he. Torpedoed that team throughout the two, three years that he was there. And,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: Dusty came in and ride the ship. The players loved him. And you mentioned that, you know, the ownership wanted to bring in someone that Bryce Hopper likes. Well, I, Bryce Hopper, by all indications, he loved and respected Dusty Baker. So, where did it go yeah. from here? And to your point about Rizzo, I think this is Rizzo's last year, too. Because Rizzo, all, all appearances, were Bob read is correct, he wanted to keep Dusty Baker. It was overruled mm-hmm. by the learners, and the learners are running the the Nationals if they're a farm market team. You know, they 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 it's like a mom and pop shop. They forget that they're in one of the bigger media centers in, in in the United States. They can afford to pay people. So what what it seems to me is, I think, I think this is this next year rather is going to be Black Shoppers last year in Washington. I don't think they're going to want to pay them. I think they're going to try and just nickel and dime them for whatever reason. And, you know, <laughs> you know, they're probably going to do the same to the, the Nationals as they did to the Browns, even though, you know, even though, uh, 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 to your point, they have a great farm system, the Nationals, have a standing farm system, and, and the scouting, and they got great players on the team. They've still got that deep pitching staff, and it's mm-hmm. just like guys who, who can manufacture runs. I mean, that's, that's that, you know, that's, that's credit to Rizzo and the staff. He did that. And the learners to do Dusty and, and I think going to do Rizzo next, next season may, and perhaps um, uh, uh, um, Harper after next season is criminal. So God bless those Washington fans. Y'all deserve better. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's going. And a quick correction. I misspoke when I said you saying that that your team was the Orioles. I was thinking about my brother-in-law for some reason. He's also a DC native. He loves himself the Orioles, so I was thinking about that for some reason. But yeah, I said no, no. you are a Braves fan.
2: Well, the the thing is, you know, I grew up an an O's fan, so I have a, a love oh, and respect okay. for oh, the O's. Question. I enjoy. <laughs> I'll tell you like this. I enjoy going to Baltimore to see games than I, more than I do D.C., even though I am a National League guy. Because, of course, the fan uh, bases are different. And, and you would expect right. the fan bases to be different because Baltimore has that history of baseball. So the fans are right. more knowledgeable. The fans love that team a lot more, if you will, yes, than, than I, I feel as though that they do in D.C. And the atmosphere mm-hmm. it just feels different when you go to, to Camden than when you go to National Park. And 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 like right. I, I said before, I, I I just enjoy going to Baltimore to see a game, but um you know I'm a National League guy at heart, love my Braves, but I I I I, I love secretly rooting for Baltimore, you know, for, on the AL side.
1: Nice, that's what I'm talking
2: about. Uh, that love. Um,
1: so you, we talked about it a little bit, but. I got, as far as the World Series, I got the Dodgers, no matter what happens tonight. I got the Dodgers winning and stuff.
0: Mm.
2: So, 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 uh, so uh, how you feeling? Um, you know what? I'm completely shocked at the fact that, because this is the reason why I didn't initially pick the Dodgers to win the World Series, was because mm. I felt as though that they probably wouldn't get you know, over that hump of bad pitching, especially with Kershaw. Okay. They proved me wrong. Because I knew sooner than mm-hmm. it was going to have to happen, I didn't know if it was going to be this year. <laughs> but it was this year. Surprise, surprise. With the addition of Birdlander and you and, and, and Darvish, just it, it, it increased that pitching staff as well. Um, I got the Dodgers in six. And, and, and you know, I, I think the games in, in Houston are going to be the telltale situations. Um, hopefully, the Dodgers come back to L.A. Three-two in that situation in order to make that prediction true. I got you.
1: Um, I think Berliner goes for the. For, for, I think I, I think berlin goes goes for the Astros actually. He, he's a he, he's 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 actually an Astro. Um, oh, is he? Oh, so that's wow. Minded, you know, uh, see, I, I don't know yeah, why yeah, I missed yeah, all yeah, that. He's attempt. an Astro. Oh yeah, no, no worries. No, that makes We're, more yeah, sense Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. is an Astro. He's been like out. He's he's been yeah. like out all postseason. And he's like, it's what we're doing the first like night before the was is now he, he's he's lights up tonight. So, props to him. Sucks for Detroit fans for losing, them, but props to Houston and
2: him nonetheless.
1: Uh, let's talk you know what else? You said it. I,
2: I remember now he was traded to to Houston uh, during the trade yeah. deadline. You're right. I completely forgot about that yeah. when Detroit was having that fire sale, getting rid of everyone. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, we should pray for Tiger
1: fans because that, that's just terrible. Um, you know the NBA, they they had their um they're still in this infancy the uh, 2017 and 2018 season. Um, mm-hmm. People tend to be team overreact, overreaction. You see it on first take. You see it on Undisputed on FS1. Uh, people like Think of the Sky, saw like Chicken Little on LeBron James in Cleveland. What are you doing? What's going on? Like 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 uh, when they had the personnel changes <laughs> and everything else. I mean. It's only game three or four of out of eighty-two. Chill, people. Just yeah. Chill. But I will say we're that, not even uh, in November
2: yet. We're not in November no, exactly.
1: yet. Calm down. No, we're not, it's not even Halloween yet. It's not even Halloween yet. Yeah. We're still tripping on, like, like over that. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is you know, if you look at some individual performances so far, how about the White Howard in in Charlotte? I'm not a big the White House fan. Neither are you. That's been yeah. that's been well established.
2: But a lot of times he's on the show, playing yeah, playing
1: pretty well. He, he's averaging a double double. He's averaging over 15 boards a night. Not bad for mm. a person who considered to be quote unquote washed up. Again, like I said, it's early, but I just had to give the man some props for actually playing well. He actually had a good game tonight, and then a huge win that the Hornets had over Denver. So that brings them mm. two to 2-2, and they're playing, playing pretty well. Um, but how about Lonzo Ball? Let's go to him since he was the second overall pick.
0: <sighs>
1: Lots of people expected big things of him. Lots of people have been hate on him because of his daddy. And speaking yeah. of his daddy, I don't know if you heard about this, but, you know, since you we're still coming to town tonight or going to be at the Staples Center, be on ESPN in about uh, 30 minutes or, or so, Levar was being interviewed after the game, just by some random dude, and he gave some critical, like, analysis on the Suns' performance. But then, the 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 topic shifted to the Wizards for the next game, and I'm just paraphrasing. He said in his own weird-ass Levar ballish way, um,
2: <laughs> um,
1: you know. You know, you no, know, you no, know, my boys aren't going to lose two nights in the road. They're not going to lose the rest of the week. We're just better watch out. You know how it talks like, we're just better watch out.
0: Yes, my boys
1: are going to win the rest of the week. <laughs> they're going to be in the playoffs. This all look a damn tweet, like, on crack. That's, that's how. Oh. The so basically, I don't know if you saw more, more like uh, Marcin Cortat's tweet. He basically laughed. He like had. A, Big smiley lappy emojis saying that John Wall is going to give him that work for 48 minutes, and then uh, what's the face? Uh, that skinny ass kid on, uh, on the Lakers Uh played for Duke last year, Brendan England. He, yes, finding that. Yeah, we all saw it. We don't like it. The bar- like like the Lonzo doesn't like it. We'll see. So there's going to be as far fireworks tonight. But oh. but man. I tell you what, John Wall is gonna light Lonzo's ass up. He's gonna light him up, and that's what happens when his daddy still remains on the team. Please shut the fuck up. I mean, he, he he just 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 he just won't shut the hell up, and that's what's gonna happen. I mean, I mean the thing is, I know he won't, but the thing is, is that. I, I won't get I won't give him a hard time for loving his son, being proud of his son. But you can be proud of your son and still shut the hell up. You can still be yeah. proud of him and not be the center of attention. You can still be proud of him and not paint a bull's eye on your son's back because he's going to have to cash the checks. He's going to have to. Uh, I, I I butchered that that I butchered that uh, metaphor, so I'm gonna skip it because I'm tired and cold. But just know this. <laughs> <laughs> just know this. He's going to get his ass lit up all season because his daddy has a big gap. And since they can't get to the daddy, they can get to his son, his prized son. So, I, I feel bad for Alonzo. He seems like a good kid uh, with a good head, good work ethic. But
2: his daddy ain't doing him any favors. I know, it's just- Not at all. You know, he has 79 games left, about 78, 79 games left in the season. And, and I – it's going to be bad because if, if dad stays on this pace, because of course he has yep. something to say about Patrick Beverly after Patrick did what he did to his son in the beginning of the he's season. Now he's coming at yeah. John Wall. So he can't go at all 30 or well, all 29 remaining squads and have something to say about every starting point guard. Cause all that's going to do <clears throat> is make them come out and try to have their best game. And, and, and it's going to put his son in a situation I'm just trying to figure out at what point is it crossing the line of no longer be being proud of your son, but making the situation all about you and your brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what is, what is it right. about now at this point? You know, is it you being a loud mouth, being vocal about your son trying to get your son height, or is this trying to get more eyes on you and your brand so you can sell more sneakers? That you know, I completely forget he had. You know what I'm saying? But me too. Uh, you know, <laughs> me I, too. I, I I My heart goes out to Lonzo, man. It really does. Except for tonight, because I, I hope John Wall gives him a piece. You know, I, my I wishes. Oh, I, yeah. I need them to walk out of this. You know, I need them to walk out of this West Coast trip. Uh, at least three and one. I understand they may stumble against Golden State, but I need them to go ahead and take the other three. Um. Yep. But uh, it's going to be a long season for Lonzo. It's going to be a long. season. And it's season. too bad. It, it, it stays it's too in this bad race.
1: because I mean, again, because he's a great kid. Who I see Brad? Yeah. He's nothing like his dad, personality wise. He he, he tries to be a good team guy. Mm-hmm. His dad just his dad just needs to shut the hell up. It's plain and simple. But he yeah. won't. You and I know, but both know that he won't. So he's going to be catching hell all season until Lonzo says, "Dad, chill." You know it's he, not going to stop. And you know, speaking of the shoe, is anyone buying those? Is is it? Is, are those shoes shipping out at all? Because I heard that they're shipping out after around Thanksgiving. I'm not going to pay four hundred dollars for a pair of damn shoes, let alone no. those Marshall's knockoffs. But.
2: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, well, you it's, knew, you, it's, it's, you it's, know, a lot of athletes, insane. a lot of pro athletes, said they were going to they were coming out in support of Lonzo and 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 and, the bar and wanted to go ahead and, and get the shoe. So right. ever since those orders were talked about when the shoe first came out, you know, I haven't heard much about it, and I guess you probably won't hear anything until the shoe right. actually hits the market. And, and you know, I haven't really been following Lonzo to see exactly which shoes he's been wearing throughout the season so far. Because you know the little yeah. act that he pulled during – excuse me, during um uh, the summer leagues in, in terms of wearing other shoes and, yeah. and, and him having different games and different shoes. Let's see if he tries to pull that again this during the regular season and, if, and how it goes. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's getting to a point now, man, where where Lonzo is starting to become white noise, and 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 not Lonzo but the bar. And I hope for right. Lonzo's sake, man, that that he has the ability to go ahead and and he not paying no attention and just worry about his development in the league, man, so that he can get better. Yeah. I, again, we're, people
1: are pulling for Lonzo, but then again, you got a lot of people wanting to see Lonzo fail, which is unfortunate because. He has nothing to do with this. I mean his daddy is doing this. But anyway, let's let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's put that fool to bed. Um let's just switch to college football right quick. Um, <clears throat> yo. After next after this past weekend, Penn State beat down I'm just gonna give it right to it because it astonished me that much the way Penn State just beat the hell out of Michigan. Mhm. And, and 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 you know, look, I know Alabama's the top dog. I know they're ranked number one, even though they, played, they hadn't played really in by that conference. Yeah, I know they played four True. at that conference, but Florida State's two and four. And yeah, I know Florida State's DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre Francois is hurt now for the season, but they're still two and four. They're too talented to be two and four. Um, mm-hmm. But looking at Penn State, the work that they've done, if, 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 if they and, and you no, know, and if they go into Ohio State and beat them, like I we I think that they will, they should be the best team in the country, man. I mean, look at them. They should ball. be. Quan Barkley just light it up. I mean, their quarterback is not bad either. He's pretty good himself. I mean, and the defense ain't ain't, they ain't that bad either. Those mm-hmm. guys can ball. They can flat out. Oh, so, you know uh, you It sounds like you agree with me that Penn State is indeed In my opinion, it's the best team In college football at this point
2: Yes, you're you're right I mean, if you look at my college polls For CZ Sports Unfortunately, I yes. had them ranked second Behind Alabama and, sure. and even though I still believe That Penn State has a better resume Than Alabama up to this point But if they beat Ohio State in you know, Ohio State well in Columbus, even though the Buckeyes are six point favorites right now, I think it's either six or six point six and a half point dogs for yeah. favorites right now. Um if uh, they go in and, and do that, most definitely they're my number one. Most definitely. That, and then they have Michigan that's State that's is, it, have is it do they have Michigan State next week or the following week?
1: Uh I'll look it up, real quick, but, but keep talking. I'll look, I'll look it up for you. Well, yeah, either way,
2: if they can go yeah. ahead and run that trifecta of Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, they should go ahead uh-huh. and, and, and roll into the Big Ten championship game as a number one seed or as the number one team in the nation. And it'll be their spot uh-huh. to lose at that championship game. Um, because, quite frankly, right now, Alabama hasn't played anybody. And I don't think they have right. anyone on their schedule as of right now that is as good as anyone that uh, Penn State has faced this year or will face this year. So, um, and, and then if they go ahead and knock off Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game, oh, yeah, they should go ahead into the uh, the playoffs ranked number one. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. But, you know, I just want to know yeah. whether or not the posters are going to be ballsy enough in order to do that. Well, to answer your
1: question, question, they'll be at Michigan State next week. So, they'll be at Ohio ah. State this weekend and at Michigan mm-hmm. State next week. So that's going to be huge, huge back-to-back games um, mm-hmm. against uh, two, well, at least Michigan State's very underrated in my opinion. They're, they're a great story themselves. But, I mean, mm-hmm. let's, let's just look at the landscape real quick. If you were talking about um, Sanders' points, this point, said so we're more than halfway it's more of the, we're past the halfway point. Um, you got Penn I mean, I mean, this is the year, I think, that we we will see two teams from the same conference uh, in the college mm. football playoff between the possibility of Penn State and Wisconsin and the Big Ten. Wisconsin is doing some work. I don't see mm-hmm. – I'm just going to take a look at Wisconsin's schedule right quick. Um, I don't, I don't see think they them have anybody for the rest of the year. No, they don't. The only tough game that they may have that's be tough. Well, then again, no, because they get Michigan at home. I was going to say Michigan, mm-hmm. but they get Michigan at home. They get Iowa at home, and you know, and, and outside those two games, they play at Illinois this weekend, at Indiana, the fall weekend, and the close season at Minnesota. They may finish. They may. They may finish undefeated. And,
2: yeah.
1: and if it's a close game. And especially with, if Wisconsin wins, who's going to keep him I mean, because it, let's yeah. just look at, at the other conferences right now. Um, okay, aside from the Big Ten, you got the Big 12. I still think TCU is going to drop a game before it's all said and mm. done. Uh, I have them lose I out Iowa I State this weekend, by the way. Iowa State's a great game. Oh, weekend. wow. Uh, but, yes, they are. I have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. The particular Oklahoma State losing again to Oklahoma uh, for that second loss. Uh, I wouldn't be too shocked if West Virginia knocks off uh, Oklahoma State and or Oklahoma before the season is over. So that mm-hmm. would give the, the conference that would leave the conference with no undefeated teams. Um, I think if you look at it, I love the ACC. Miami, they're undefeated, but they're kind of weak undefeated. They'll probably drop the mm-hmm. game before it's all said and done. I, think, I still think Virginia Tech, at one loss, is the best team in the Coastal. And they have a great win, Virginia Tech does, in uh, West Virginia. So, West Virginia yeah. keeps falling out. That's going to help Virginia Tech's case if it, if it comes down to that. But the main conundrum is in the Atlanta division. You got C., my beloved, my alma mater, NC State and Clemson. Yeah. Both one loss teams. Now, as much as a good story Syracuse has been, Clemson, even without their starting quarterback, had no business losing to Syracuse. And just like no. South Carolina no. has turned into a great story this season, the NC State had no business losing to South Carolina. They all gained them 2-1. And I lost them like through the poor special teams play. Um, and letting the highest care go off on them. But I, I think if you look at it this way, I mean it, it. It appears that the ACC may not have an undefeated team left as well. Uh, even mm-hmm. though Virginia Tech goes to Miami, and and even though Notre Dame, I think after this weekend or the next weekend goes to Miami as well. Yeah. So and so if Miami beats both Va Tech and Notre Dame at home, they're going to run the table. They're, they're going. No one else is going to be stopping them. No one else can stop them at this point. But those are the two big games. Unfortunately for them, to get them at home, but they've been shaky in the wins. But hey, W is a W. No matter how you you get it. So there you go. And you see it's like pac Twelve, the pac Twelve. There's no under fifty teams in the, in the pac Twelve. I think Washington State. Yeah, since everybody's been beat, beat again, up already.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, they're totally kind of totally kind of. It totally like uh, cannibalizes itself right now, and
2: you know uh-huh. I think
1: Washington's going to lose again. They're both Washington and Washington. They're are both one loss teams. They're going to eliminate each other at least at the very least they if they do come in, come into the up to the Apple Cup game with one loss. SC already has two losses. Remember what I said about SC early in the season, they have mm-hmm. to show me something. Well, they still have yeah. to show me anything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they still have You look at the rest of Pac-12 South. SC is six and two. The next best team is Arizona, at four and three overall. So no one from the Pac-12 South is going to get into the playoff. And if Washington State and Washington State and Washington's going to lose again at least one more time because they have to play each other. And I think Stanford has to play both of them. And I think Stanford can knock of one of them off as well. So mm. so we so the Pac-12 looks like they're going to be the odd conference out first. Because they'll be beating up on each other. They're so balanced as a conference. There's like no great team in that conference. And the same could be said for the Big 12 as well. SEC, yeah. obviously Alabama. Alabama has that unlocked, SEC West. But how about Georgia? What a great story Georgia has been. I mean, traveling the O, just beating the hell out of folks. And I mentioned South Carolina is a great story as well. That's 5 and 2. Which will make NC State resume look a lot better when NC State would run the table. But um, I don't think they'll beat Clemson this week, uh, uh, next weekend. I'll get more to that in a minute. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, if, if Alabama and Georgia wins out, I think Alabama's going to win out. But if Georgia wins out, I know they got the world's largest cocktail party against Florida. So I think they played mm-hmm. South Carolina yet. Yeah. I'm going to look at their schedule right quick. Um oh, come on scroll down. Yeah, they play South Carolina to next, not this weekend but the following weekend. And they get them at home. So that's a huge break for Georgia. But they go to Auburn. They do go to Auburn and they have and they okay. go to Georgia Tech to end the season. Um but why am I jabbering all this right saying all this right now? I'm just telling this to say this. We're going to have two teams when the fan comes in the playoffs. And it's looking more and more like it's going to be the Big Ten. And it's mm-hmm. looking more and more like the Big Ten. Because before the season, I was thinking it's going to be the ACC because I thought that both Florida State and Clemson were going to be really, 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 really good. But yeah. but the way – but, hey, and Georgia could still win out. I don't think they will, but they could still win out. But State were to beat Ohio State this weekend, and Wisconsin – Looking at the schedule, Wisconsin's going to win out. And if Wisconsin no. and Penn State come into the title game, the big Ten title game undefeated, and if Wisconsin wins on the close game in the close game, who's keeping Penn State out? Who's going to keep Penn State out? Because they they, they would have beaten Pitt, they would have beaten outcome State, and then they they would have beaten Ohio State, Ohio State. They were beaten at uh, Michigan State, and Michigan State. You can't keep them out at this point. They respect Michigan. You can't keep them out. You can't keep those boys out.
2: And you know what? You hanging around Coach, maybe not as much, but that's one of those Coach conspiracy theories. But you know what? I'm Uh about to take that conspiracy theory, and I'm about to turn it up a notch, right? Uh Uh-oh. We talked about Uh it on the show Uh last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lou and I did. and Lou was the first to bring it up. But I'm about to crank it up just a little bit more. Last night, Lou said, okay, so what happens? when three power conference uh, teams don't make it in because of the play of Notre Dame, if Notre Dame continues yeah. to play the way that they are and they go ahead and they beat Miami and they win out, they get in Yeah, and they keep yeah. a, a team out. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it looks like it could be potentially Notre Dame, Alabama, uh, 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 and at least one big 10 school. And then who I, yeah. whomever else, you know, at that point. Right. But to, to to crank it up just a little bit louder, how about this? What happens if only team representatives from two conferences make it into the final four? That Again, is highly you possible of the SEC as well. In the Big Ten, aren't you? Yes, I am. We're able the exact yeah. same scenario, but you flip it with the SEC, where Georgia goes, it continues to play well. They make it mm-hmm. to the SEC title game, and they narrowly beat Alabama. Put that mm. in your pipe and smoke it, where we have yeah. a Georgia-Alabama-Penn State and uh, a, a Wisconsin playoff. Mm. At that moment, I guarantee you, the other conferences will be clamoring mm-hmm. for an 18 playoff. That Which argument was will... will, will We'll be so pumped so quickly Because then yeah, it yeah. would suck To have just two conferences in But What argument would you have To keep them all out If that was the scenario Well, well here's the If thing. like Georgia getting... nearly beats them Right Or, 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 or if, if Penn State Yeah Yeah
1: Well here's the thing Here's the thing I've been I'm I'm I have been i am i am i have been against the eighteen playoff since the beginning of time. I, I like uh-huh. first of all, I was one of the few who liked the BCS because most of the time, not all the time, the two best teams in. And I, I advocate mm-hmm. of a plus one model with the BCS, which is essentially what we have now at the four team college football playoff. and Because uh-huh. you have like basically you basically have you still have the bowl system and you have four like like two like playoff games which what we have, have advocated before in the past, like in the plus one model. So this is essentially what the cost for a is. It's uh, so a plus one model the BCS. It's a BCS 2.0 on steroids. That's what the cost for a is. Now, having said that, now, you know, it would be neat to have eight teams. I understand why it would be neat. I understand that it would even drive up, generate even more money. Much more mm-hmm. money. To open it up anything. Mm-hmm. and I would argue, I would argue that it would drive, it will generate more money if you open it up to all ten co- college football conference champions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The power that the, the group of five have a real true college football tournament with yeah. the power five champs going against the group of five champs. They seed them one through ten, and have them go at it. If you want a true tournament, that's the way to go. If you're gonna expand out the eight, expand out to ten and just have the the, the five conference champs go at it. That that that, but, that that to me that's the only reason in my opinion to expand it. Because that would give you a true college football tournament.
2: A true, true. tournament. But you know what's Anybody that? Ask. What's that? You ask me you know where my heart lies in FCS and Division Two. If you're to go ahead and do that, you might as well go ahead and push it to 16 or 20 like the little boys do it. That, that's how they do it. You know, Division Two they do 20. They go ahead and have their first-round buys. The majority of the conference champions get in. I'm, that's the one thing I don't like about D2, though. The thing about Division Two mm-hmm. is that it's not guaranteed that a conference champion gets into the playoffs. It's all mm. about rankings within the region. And that region sure. change that they're pr- 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 proposing, I need to read up on that. For G2, it's a situation where a lot of HBCUs may get um, shunned out of making the playoffs, but that's another conversation for another day. But if you're asking me, 16 or 20? Because, of course, if you just do the conference champions, unfortunately you have a situation where – like, in the scenario that you just gave, if, if Wisconsin were to beat Penn State after the fantastic year that Penn State had, and they lose a narrow yeah. one to Wisconsin, they get shunned out. But you go ahead and do a sixteen team even number, they can go ahead and get into that situation but yeah if 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 there's a situation this year where at least mm-hmm. two conferences are shunned. It's gonna be crazy. Three would be insane, and 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 I I I kind of wanna I want to see it happen though. I want to see it happen. I'm all about chaos, Just so too. I can hear what the responses chaos, are.
0: Too. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm about to. Kind of want to see I'm it happen so bad. Yeah. Well, and it it, it it'll, 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 I was gonna say it it would create so much conversation about what should happen, and and, and it will right. force the NCAA. In college football, to make a move.
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm going back. Let's go back to your and you got your point there, but I'm gonna go back to your proposal of a 16 team model or a 20 team model. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm all about as much as as much as I am about chaos. I love me some chaos, particularly when it comes to sports playoffs and in, 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 in systems and such. I believe in explicit in, and in, and in, in just the best of the best. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not an inclusionist when it comes to the playoffs. I want the best the best in the playoffs. That's why yeah. I mentioned, even though it wouldn't be a, even, Steven, I mean, there'll be 10 teams, but two teams have, will have to get a bye, um, let eight teams go out at first. But I'm all about the conference champ. If you want to be in it, earn your ass in it. Earn your way into yeah. it. I mean, I mean, that's just life. You know, I want to be like baseball. Baseball has a right. Just have the division champs and two wildcard teams play off in a winner take all game, if that. And just leave the rest out. There are 30 teams mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball, only a grand total of, of eight, so yeah, of eight getting to the playoffs. So that's, that's, that's my definition of a true playoff. Just make it exclusive as possible. Sure, Marsh Madness is fun as hell. I love me so much, Madness. Again, I love chaos, but when it comes, but not all sports tournaments, playoffs tournaments are created equal. There's oh no, really it's ten that makes football. it into uh, baseball. Then, so us see, four, it's ten. You got the two. Okay, well, 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 you yeah, the two wildcard teams in the in the one take all, so that will make a ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking like past the. I'm thinking past the wild card game. Sorry about that. Think, uh, think, right. But it's still exclusive, though. It's still exclusive. Only third. third only a third of the teams qualify for the playoffs. So yeah. it's still it's still exclusive. But but me, but 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 not. That's not here nor there. The point is, is that not all sports tournaments are created equal. The reason wild mm-hmm. card basketball tournament works and works well for them is the reason why. Eventually, baseball is supposed to be the tournament that works well for them. Same with, mm-hmm. Same with college football. It's all about every – it's one of few sports, probably the only sport that every game matters. Every game yeah. is like an elimination game for an aspiring playoff statistic. If you, if you lose one game, if you, if you step your toe one time, your margin of error becomes slim to none. You can't Mm -hmm. slip up again. That's why I love college football more and more over the past five or so years. And even even if you expand it out to ten and just have the conference champs in it, still every game matters because now you're going to have to compete to to win your conference, to to win your division, and then you win the conference championship. So it's still exclusive. Yeah, the best of the best. That's, why, that's what a lot of our sports fans want to see, the best of the best. That's why the model, the 4 playoff model works right now, because we're getting the best of the best, even if they're from the same conference, even if they didn't win the conference title like Ohio State did there last year. Um, even though Penn State fans would debate that, but let's just face it. Ohio State was just belted. Um But I would say this. I would say this. If they don't expand to 10 teams, just keep it at four. Because, again, every every game matters. If you expand mm-hmm. out the eight and have a couple of wild card teams in, what's the point? I mean, what are we doing at this point? you just satisfying conferences got left out because of mediocre play and they're crying and bitching about it. But that's life. I mean, fair is what yeah. it is Where you go to judge pigs, okay? <laughs> life ain't fair. Ball out, show up, and let the chips fall where they may. So I mean that's that's how I feel feel about that. I'm all about exclusivity yep. in college football,
2: and just I give the best
1: the best, and just let it be. Make money and let it be.
2: <laughs> I w- I agree with you, but you would still be exclusive, even if it's a 16 team, uh uh playoff. It's still about what maybe, 10 to 12 percent of the teams that compete on the on on the FCS level. So, I mean, f b s level, I'm sorry. So you, you would still have that exclusive, uh, exclusivity in that situation, sure. and every game would still matter. As a matter of fact, you would probably get a little bit more of an analyzation in that situation because you would have to figure out what other six teams would actually qualify for those at-large bids based upon what they did. It wouldn't be as easy as mm-hmm. saying, okay, Conference champions get in, no, you, know, you got to do some thinking here because there'll be a situation where, say, okay, like I said before, just for the sake of conversation and the way that we've had it, we have been talking about it so far tonight. If Wisconsin right. beats Penn State, but a Matt team gets into the playoffs and Penn State doesn't, but we know that Penn State is better than any MAC champion, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and, yeah. And and, and, and you know, that, that conversation would be very legitimate, and it would kind of be unfair to see them get in but watch Penn State just chill at the crib. So that's why I would say that 16-team situation makes it a little bit more fair for those teams that, that just happen to stub their toe, unfortunately, at the wrong time but have been playing quality football all year. It gives them that opportunity to at least come and compete. Now, I understand if you're not going to do it, stick to a 4 and let the arguments be. But if you're going to go yeah. ahead and expand, just go ahead and expand it once. I don't want to see this constant expanding from 4 to 8 and then from 8 to 10 or from 8 to 16. If you're going to just expand it, expand it one more time and let that be it. I don't, want, I don't need right. any multiple expansions.
1: Well, to me... I think it would be cool to include the group of five conference champs. And do I. I know I just as, – as, as, especially after I just said, Ferris, where you go to Judge Piggs, but, I mean, uh-huh. they're conference champs. If you want a true playoff, if these co- proud five conference commissioners start bitching about them teams getting left out, if, if, if the chaos that we are rooting for actually comes true, which I think we both think it will, on one level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at least on one level, um, make it out to be – I mean, last I checked, the Power Five is still part of the NCAA. So make it out to be all 10 FBS football conferences. They let, mm-hmm. let, have at least 10 conference champs so you get the group of five in and the Power Five in. That'll, that'll, yeah. that'll, that's not the picture for the group of for, – for, I'm sorry, for the Power Five. The group of five can get there and shine. And that would, that to me that would be awesome, you know that would it be would. that would be freaking awesome. I mean, because you think about it, the first round or two, the first round or two would be played on the opposing team's home field. So if we're thinking just out loud right now. Let's just for the sake of argument, Alabama wins the SEC title. Mm-hmm. Okay, they will play the sixteenth best, the sixth to sixteenth seeded team, which will probably come from. The match. Okay. So that'll probably be what? Western mm-hmm. Michigan? So, yeah, Western Michigan at Alabama, that's the top seed. The two seed would probably be Penn State. Okay. So, if Penn State would have went out and won the Big Ten, uh, someone from the Sun Belt, let's call it out of Appalachia, just call it Appalachian State. So, Appalachia yeah. State and Penn State at Penn State. And so on and so forth. So, the third seed would probably be what wins the ACC. Let's just say it's Clemson. Okay, so it'll be Clemson hosting uh, uh, the Mountain West champ, which would probably be mm-hmm. either San Diego State or Boise State. So it's all at Boise State. So Boise State at Clemson. How cool would that be? Boise State at Clemson, by the way. So Boise State at, at Clemson. Okay, so that'll be the three and the, what we got there, four team seed. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the no four C and the thirteenth C. So let's go to the four C in the in the no, the third C and the four So let's go to the seed and the thirteen. The four C five be the big twelve champ. Let's call it T C U. So T C U mm-hmm. would be going against which which scoop of five I've left out so far. Uh oh yeah, the the American. Which a big the American yeah. conference. So let's just call it American champ. Let's call it It'll come down between Central Florida and South Florida. Just call it South Florida. South Florida will be at TCU. that would be four seed and the thirteenth seed. And then uh, the fifth seed would probably be the Pac-12 champ. Okay? So, did I run through all five? Uh, no, Conference USA is left. So, Conference USA probably would be the worst one. But let's just say for the second of that Conference USA would be the 12th seed. So remember those five mm-hmm. 12 seeds in the NCAA tournament. How dangerous they are. We'll enter this one. We're going to switch out the 12 seed. We'll, let's just switch places between South Florida and Conference USA. Let's call Conference USA. Let's call Arkansas State. So Arkansas uh-huh. State. I don't know how good they are, but let's call Arkansas State. They would they would play TCU. And let's just have instead South Florida playing the Pac twelve championship would probably out of Washington or Washington State. let's call it Washington. So it would be South Florida at Washington. And the remaining seeds from the six to the eleven seeds will be wild cards. Yeah. So quote unquote wild cards. Like the second place teams like the Wisconsin, the Miami's ONC states, um, of the world, maybe Georgia will be in there somehow. Uh, and so on and so forth. So you get my point. So mm-hmm. have all those teams, mix them up however, the, however the way you want. Just have them play the first round on the home field. Could you imagine a first round matchup of of, of Wisconsin and Georgia on Georgia's home field, mm-hmm. or home field? Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? Or even the Florida to Miami. Miami and... uh uh. uh out of Wisconsin, Georgia, Washington State even, maybe S C if they if they don't lose any more games. That that's that's those are cool matchups. And the Bulls yeah. are probably pissed off, but you know what? Oh well. Once again Fair is where you go to Judge Picks. Deal with it. You have too many damn bowls anyway. Uh, <laughs> they'll cut them out. Um, but what I'm trying to say is you have a good point with sixteen they're still exclusive because how many Teams and FBS playing football, like over 100,
2: like Was it one something, squad, something like that? Yeah. So, something like that.
1: And, of course, there's Notre Dame. Notre Dame continues to win. They'll be in it somehow. Mm-hmm. So, either way, everyone would be happy, even though they probably won't be happy that the group of five are in there. But, you know what? You might as well open it up. So, again, don't go from 1 to 4 to 1 to 8 to 1 to 10 to 1 to 16. Just, just, just go to sixteen. Get over with. Just have every, exactly. time, have all. As long as all ten SBS champs are in it, that's when you have a true tournament. That's when you have a true tournament.
2: Mm-hmm. And I completely but, agree with you. But,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, but outside of that, if you don't want the group of five to get a piece of pie, quit your bitching and just roll with the four teams. <laughs> just exactly. Roll with the four teams. And just declare play out where the chips where the chips may fall, but I'm rooting for chaos. I, I think that doomsday apocalyptic prophecy will come true. Uh, there will be two teams from a conference. That's where it's looking right now because you, you got the perfect storm. Again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I love again. I love chaos. So I'm repeating myself. Maybe three or four more times. Uh, <laughs> the the Pac-12. It's is cannibalizing itself ACC mm-hmm. might be cannibalizing itself The it's Big 12 Is mm-hmm. going, going to cannibalize itself This is the perfect storm for that This is a perfect storm Notre Dame is balling out right now So yeah. yeah We're going to have some very pissed off Conference commissioners But you know what That's that's the deal you dealt with When you start set this whole thing up So deal with it Keep the four Very true and just let everything, just let the chips fall as they may. So, uh, all right. I'm pretty exhausted from <laughs> I'm talking about that because, I mean, <laughs> I get so passionate when talking about college football because, again, I love the exclusivity. I, I love I love the fact that it's so exclusive. I, I love the fact that every game matters. And just think of the possibilities. If, if they have all five group of five, Conference champs in the tournament with the big boys. That that would be awesome.
0: To me, that would be Ooh, awesome. yeah.
1: Be that as it may. But let's just get one, one more thing. Um uh, in the uh matches this weekend. Penn State, Ohio State. My beloved Wolfpack going to Notre Dame. I'll be at the game this Saturday. I mean mm. it can't get any better than this. And next week I'm gonna sure. be Halified Metro with, with with Princeton going to N C State as well. And uh Notre Dame going to uh not Notre Dame, but I'm sorry. Penn State going to Michigan State. And it's gonna it's gonna be cool. It's it's that's what that's what makes college football so cool, man. I'm telling you. It's what makes college football so freaking great. But we'll get you out of here on this, man, with the NFL. I know we come from the from the high to the low, the NFL. Um not much going on this past weekend. I mean, hell, the Steelers and the Patriots, they did work. It's a safety thing mm-hmm. that both teams, even though they both had an issue, are they both Steelers? Are they both or are, are they fixed, so to speak? I know they've got problems going on with Martinez Bryant. his high ass. One of the yeah. more, one one trade and make a big role, even though he smoked his way out of the league last year. And he, the team stepped by, it, but are the Steelers and Patriots quote-unquote quote fixed or are they still flawed in any way?
2: Well, I would say that they would probably be fixed if they continue to stick with the the the, the process that they're going through as of right now. Um, as of, as it yeah. pertains to the Patriots, we talked about how bad they looked in the first four games where they split and went yeah. two and two. Now yeah. the last three games, they won three straight, and the defense is 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 playing like old Patriots defense <laughs> in the f- first four games they gave up about, what, 20, Was it no, I think it was about 30-some points. Actually, they should gave them 32 yep. points in the first four games. Last three huh. games, they gave up an average of under 13 points. So, if they continue to hold teams under 13 points, they should be able to win these games, especially with, with Tom Brady and the way that they've been running the ball. They've been running the ball by committee uh, with their four or five running backs with Burkhead, uh, Gillingsley, uh, White and and, and uh, what's the other running back? Um, Deion Lewis, and they've been averaging well over 100 yards, actually about 130 yards per game rushing between the four of them uh, when they continue to do it by committee. So you 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 have Tom Brady, you have the running game, and then the defense is starting to click. That should be a a a a, a formula for them to continue to play Patriots football, and then their schedule. Um, for the remainder of the season, it, it, it's to their liking. They have the rest of their, their uh, division. They have the Steelers, mm-hmm. and then they have those remaining three games of the AFC West, and that being the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Yeah. I, you, you could say the easier of the three uh, teams left in the AFC West. So this could be a very favorable schedule for the for the um, for the Patriots. Um, as for your Steelers. If they continue to do what they've been doing uh, in in their last three games, which is making sure that uh, Ben Roethlisberger don't pass the ball as much as as he has been and continue to feed Le'Veon Bell, one of the best running backs in the league. They've been giving him the ball well over 30 times um, in their wins. And when they do that, he rushes for well over 100 yards, especially the last three games where he's been running for well over 130 yards himself uh, in those last three wins. So if they can continue to do that, and it seems like the defense, this young defense that we talked about last year, they're going through their maturation process right now, and they're holding teams to about 14, 15 points a game. So, It seems like they are starting to become of age as well. They have four guys right now on the defensive side of the ball that have four sacks a game. So if they stick to that plan, and then, you know, their schedule, I'm not going to call it light, but, you know, they have a lot of winnable games. They're at Detroit, Mm -hmm. at Indianapolis. They got Tennessee, Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. They're at Cincinnati, Baltimore. Then they got New England at the crib. Um, to Houston, and then they got Cleveland. So a lot of those games are winnable. It's just whether or not if, if they stick to that, 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 that code that they're going through right now because we saw if, if Ben tried to beat Ben by himself, Jacksonville showed how bad that could be. So if they just go ahead and just run Le'Veon, man, they should be fine. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's defense
1: has been resurgent. they the third in the league in sacks. And uh-huh. they've they, they're gone they're old school. This is the old school formula that's worked for them years years past. Great running game. Great and great defense. Corbett do not make mistakes. Even though Ben Robson is not a game manager. He's a future Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champ. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the formula right now. levion Bell is the truth. They call him for yeah. reason. He is the truth. And that defense is balling out. Partly because the uh, addition of um, uh, that kid from Cleveland—he's not kidding, anymore—but he was he was in Cleveland. Uh, Joe Hayden.
2: Joe Hayden. Joe
1: Hayden's influence has been huge on our secondary. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they're doing what the Dallas Cowboys did last season: control of the time of possession. Mm-hmm. Don't let the don't let the other team on the field. That would serve them well, especially when Big Ben just starts us playing like large Benjamin gets himself together. So they'll give us some time <laughs> to do that. Um, but I, one last thing, man. What the hell is wrong with the Falcons? They were supposed to be the high-flying team. And, and they... It, it can't be because Kyle Shanahan left, could it? I mean, they, they got housed by New England, which is no which is no shame to be beat by, by the defending champs, the, theme, the same team that you choked the, the three lead against, no less. But they have looked good. They should have lost at Detroit of a bad reverse of a touchdown uh, by Golden Tate that caught Detroit that game. Mm-hmm. They, this had, and they lost them. They came from ahead against the, the Dolphins at home. They let James yeah. Cutler rally against them at home. That's a big problem. So what's going on with the Falcons, dude?
2: You know what? I questioned it at the beginning of the season, and you just pointed it out. It's a high possibility. It could be Kyle Shanahan. Let me give you some some interesting numbers here. Last year okay. they averaged almost thirty-four points a game. Last year, right? Right. Which was, I think, best in the in the, in the league. Right now they're averaging 20, they're averaging twenty-one point three points. That's a fall off of fourteen points a game in 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 a season. Yeah. That's two touchdowns, bro. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's not 14. I'm sorry. That's 13 points a game. That's still two touchdowns. Right. That's 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 bad off. Um, you know, you go from averaging 29 points in their three wins to scoring under 14 points in their three losses, including seven points in their loss to New England just last week. Hmm. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan hmm. is averaging a touchdown and an interception per game. So that's down from last year. And and the biggest glaring thing that I noticed in terms of their offensive output, Julio Jones, who's been averaging well over 100 yards per game receiving over the past three seasons, is now averaging 77 yards a game receiving, which is his lowest output per game since his sophomore year in Atlanta, when he was sharing catches with Roddy White and Tony Gonzalez, mind you, now he's the number one guy, and he's averaging 77 yards per per um, per game. So they're just losing all kind of offensive output. Their run game still seems to be intact, And with uh, uh, Devontae Freeman averaging about 80 yards a game. But you, their passing game and their scoring output has dropped drastically since last year. And the only thing that I can think of that's missing, Kyle Shanahan. Yep.
1: Yep. That's true. So, it, I don't know, man. Again, it's a it's a marathon, so we'll see. But yeah. they are not looking good at all. They are not looking good at all. Not at all. All right, man. We got through a lot of crap like tonight, man. We really hit it. Um, let's catch yes. our breath and uh, enjoy the nice, cool weather. And just chill for next weekend. Just enjoy the games this weekend, man. Appreciate it, bro. No dignity
2: and shout out to our North Carolina Anti Aggies ranked sixth in the nation in FCS yes, football. They, they got the week off this week. But my God, this is the highest ranking that I think they've ever had. So shout out yep. to the Aggies, man. They they they're doing their big this year. And it's gonna be interesting. Come celebration bowl time, actually come into the season, do they go to the playoffs? Right. You know, if they lose to Central, or do they go ahead and move on to the Celebration Bowl? It'll be interesting to see. Yes,
1: sir. And that's another podcast for later on, later on this year. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Anyway, thanks a lot, bro. Take care. No diggity. All right, peace. Hey, that's my guy, the Wayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday now on Boston Radio, as well as Sports Blog, the R slash HBCU uh, Sports. Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. It's been fun. It's been a vicious podcast. Thank for y'all for hanging in with us. This is Scott the with the Cloud Hour. Done it off Oh six, at night.